Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. We're back again with our morning agenda show. It's been a few hours after Arsenal defeated Orlando City 3-1 in Florida. I'm joined by two fantastic guests. Chris Davison, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Umar, I hope you're both doing well. Um, good morning to everyone tuning in. And uh, yeah, looking forward to talk about the game last night and, uh, and obviously a certain someone coming from Man City. Love that. Uh, Alfie, how you doing, man? Yeah, morning, guys. Doing well. Hope everyone tuning in is doing well. And yeah, just looking forward to getting into it. Chris, like you said, the first thing that we probably need to touch on is the main man himself, Alexander Zinchenko. Obviously, Arsenal defeated Orlando City 3-1. Um, this morning in our time, but everyone will be loving what what they saw um, in the morning or last night with the Zinchenko being pictured at the ground with Edu. The Arsenal private investigators were out in force again, picturing him with his training kit, walking walk in, um, in and around Orlando. But I just want to get your initial thoughts on the deal. Um, just just how, how big of a plus is this for Arsenal? Yeah, big, big plus, big signing for them. Um, obviously, as we've We've been saying quite often on on the show, um, a great player who's you know proven in the Premier League will bring a lot of experience, versatility, um, a, a great guy on and off the pitch as well. Um, so certainly fits into the the culture and the the environment that Mikel Arteta's been building uh, over the last couple of years, and um, I, I'm sure you know with that relationship and connection to Arteta and obviously to to Gabriel Jesus as well. I'm sure he'll he'll fit in like a glove and 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 settle really quickly because um, you know he's got all of the the tools and and connections around him to 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 fit in really well to you know hit the ground running and be a really really important player for Arsenal and it's not just you know his quality that makes this a really exciting signing but obviously of course you know we were in need for of a player like Sinchenko who had obviously been chasing Lissandro Martinez at Ajax before he eventually went to Manchester United because the the demands that Ajax was setting financially were just sort of uh, out of the question in the end um, for, for Arsenal because we weren't obviously looking to spend that much on 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 this particular position but still, it remained absolutely vital that we brought in extra depth and support for the likes of Kieran Tierney, who we know has obviously struggled with injury. Um, and, you know, Tavares, his future is uncertain. So, of course, he could, you know, leave on loan as yet. And, you know, uh, an added bonus with Sinchenko is that he, he is great going forward. And, of course, he was he grew up as, as a number 10. You know, that was his natural position um, as he established himself in football. We obviously seen him play there for Ukraine as well, um, both as a number ten and in, in that sort of number six role in central midfield as well. So, um, you know, again, you know, the, the the support, the versatility that he will bring and will offer will will be absolutely crucial. Um, and uh, yeah, it's very much welcome. Looking forward to seeing what he can do in an Arsenal shirt because from what I've seen from him over the last few years at Manchester City, he's grown and grown and grown. He's become a better player. Yeah, he would have learned so much under Pep Guardiola as well. And um, yeah, everyone that knows him well, you know, is very, very happy for him, obviously, to, to see him make this move because he will get lots of opportunities at Arsenal and he will be viewed as a very important player. But, um, you know, certainly the Manchester City fans and the players, they speak so, so highly of him and they're really, really sad to see him go. So, you know, that can only 
um, be good news for Arsenal. Alfie, I'm going to come to you. The summer transfer window has been busy. A lot of teams have spent a lot of money. You look at Manchester City, they spent money with Erling Haaland, Chelsea and bought Raheem Sterling. Arsenal have spent a lot of money. But do you think this signing of Alexander Zinchenko could be potentially one of the bargains of the summer? Because a lot of people in the media have saying it's a sign that has gone a bit under the radar. But when the season starts, personally, I think he could be a steal for £30 million. I think it's a bargain. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I think for the price tag, um, you know, if we compare it to the Lissandro Martinez deal, um, roughly half the price with sort of £30 million. Um, for me, like you say, um, probably not £30 million. We're calling it a bargain now, you know. Uh, Ten years ago, it was a lot of money. But in, in, the, in today's market, yeah, it, it is a bargain for a player that, you know, as Chris said, can play so many positions. And, um, you know, you look at, sort of the, the Manchester City fans, what, what they say about him. You know, um, you see on Twitter all these people saying, you know, he hasn't made these um, appearances, you know, start sort of you know, 10, 15 games a season. But, um, you know, they've got one of the best sort of left-backs in the world in, in João Cancelo. So it's going to always be a struggle for him. I don't think that's sort of, um, you know, anything to say that Zinchenko isn't a top-quality player. You know, he's, we're looking at a player that I think he started the Champions League final against Chelsea. Uh, and, you know, the the game against Aston Villa when they needed someone to to come on and be a game changer, he he was that player. So um, I'm, I'm just excited to see how he gets on and more importantly, where he fits in, because, um, you know, we talk about Kieran Tierney. I think he'll provide great cover, but just sort of watching, um, you know, last night's or this morning's game, um, looking at sort of the positions where Lukonga was picking up in that sort of left central midfield role. Uh, you know, I think if we've got someone with, I think Carl Walker put him in the top three, for technical quality at Manchester City, which is probably the the highest compliment you can give someone at, at one of not the league's best, but the world's best teams. Um, and I'd love to just see him in those sort of positions and see what he can do because with you know all the technical players we're, we're adding now, when you know we've got Odegaard, uh, Vieira, probably put Saka in that bracket as well. Uh, now you know Gabriel Jesus, um, I'm just excited to to see him you know, get in there and get involved. And, and like you say, um, probably a bargain, as you'd say, in today's market. Chris, before we touch on the game, I just want to get um, a bit of your opinion on this. Zinchenko's done. Arsenal have all but confirmed his deal. We're just waiting for an official announcement from the club. And you already have Arsenal fans moving on to the next target, um, whether that's a winger or whether that's a central midfield. But Mikel Arteta in his post-match press conference has all but confirmed how the priority will be letting go of the players who are not, say, in his plans. So whether that's the likes of Lucas Torreira, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, do you think Arsenal's priority should be now focused on reducing the squad size? Because it is a big squad, to be honest, right now. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, I agree with, with what Mikel Arteta said after the game. Um, and it's not surprising, you know, we've, we've obviously, for the last few year, weeks, all of, we've been speaking about is, is new signings, new signings. Um, and, you know, the, the additions of what, so Sinchenko will be a fifth. So it's, it's been, it's been busy in terms of, of incomings and, um, you know, obviously pre-season sort of reiterates the need to offload because there are some names that have been involved that, Clearly, their future lies away from Arsenal. Um, you mentioned a few names there. There's talk of Lucas Torreira 
um, sort of flying back because he's he's now sorting out his future. So we'll have to wait and see what happens on that. Um, there, there's absolutely no, you know, no doubt that Arsenal need maybe one or two more players, one in central midfield, and I'd say the other on the sort of the the wing um, area uh, out wide. However, you know, we've got Nicola Pepe, future uncertain. You know, we've got, like I say, Lucas Torreira in central midfield, future uncertain. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who plays in central midfield, what's going to happen with him? I, I think the, 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 the club have now put themselves in a position, and it's not no fault of their own because they, they've, they've had to sign players. And I'm, I'm really happy with the business they've done so far. But they've now put themselves in a position where they've added five players on top of what they already had with all these players returning as well from from loans and stuff like that, from injury. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got a really sort of quite um, bloated squad. So now, yes, the priority must be to um, find new new homes for the for for the some of those players in there. We obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Brent Leno yet because there's obviously we, we know he's been in talks with Fulham, but there's been sort of no sign of any progress. What's going to happen with Bellerin, Pablo Marie? So you know, there, there's so many names in that that team that um, you know probably um, won't be here in the next few weeks, but you know, that there has been a lack of progress in terms of that happening. And it is slightly worrying because it can hold the club's transfer business back. And I'm sure if Lucas Torreira had already gone, maybe Nicola Pepe had found um, a new team as well, maybe we'd already have the, that, that wing and central midfield position already sorted. But unfortunately, you know, you can't do everything at once. Things take time. You know, as much as, you know, it would be lovely to have all the positions filled and sorted going into the new season, it's just unrealistic, isn't it, in a, in a, in a summer transfer window? Because there's so many, you know, um, if, buts and, and you know, the do- we often refer to it as, you know, the domino effect. One thing leads to another. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'm still hopeful that the club will find, you know, um, new clubs for these players, you know, and... Yeah, Arteta said it, it has to be done because they have, you know, they've got a bloated squad now. They have to do something. Um, I suppose the, the main bit of encouragement from Arteta's quotes was that that process will start very soon. So maybe he's confident. Maybe he's got some sort of indication that things will go smoothly eventually on the outgoing front. And then hopefully, as you say, Omar, you know, we can get a couple more players in just to complete, you know, what would be a very, very decent summer. No, I tend to agree. I just want to touch on this comment here from Graham Caldwell. He says, I would like to sign a central midfielder as soon as possible. I think we can wait until the season starts, until we bring in a winger or other attacking players. I tend to agree with this, to be honest, because there's been links to Yuri Tillemans. There's been links to, in recent days, to Arthur of Juventus. But um, I think if Arsenal are supposedly looking to reduce the price for Yuri Tillemans, whether that's 25 or 30 million, I think if it comes towards the end of the window and it comes to deadline day, Leicester will be more than likely not to sell him because they'll rather think we could just wait and then keep him for a year because the plans would be put in disruption. So I think if Arsenal really want Yuri Tillemans, I think they should just pay the money now and then think about reducing the squad size, whether that's selling the likes of Lucas Torreira, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. And then when it comes towards the end of the window, look to go for a winger. Look to go for a star winger because 
I think buying a central midfielder right now is easy. But again, we have to sell Ainsley Maitland-Niles. We have to sell Lucas Herrera. We don't know what the situation with Wissambi Lokonga alone may happen there. So I think the midfield size is quite big at the moment. But if Yuri Tillemans is our target, I'll say we pay the money. But I think that's down to Mikel Arteta and Edu right now to see what they want to do. Um, but enough about transfers. I think, yeah, we need to speak about the game this morning, last night. Um, Alfie, 3-1 victory to the Arsenal. Um, Gabriel Martinelli, um, Eddie Nkete and Reese Nelson on the score sheet. I just want to talk about the first half um, because... There was a lot of changes, which we more than more than expected. Um, but how did you think the first half was? Because the likes of Pepe, Maitland-Niles, Pablo Mari, it's quite an underwhelming performance. You saw the team step up a bit in the second half when the likes of Party, um, Jesus, they came on. It was a different Arsenal, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And and you know, as Chris mentioned earlier, we've struggled sort of these deals for the players we're wanting to offload. Um, you know, we're they're moving slow and you watch the game uh, this morning and you can sort of realise why, you know, Pablo Murray, um, you know, if we didn't know already, uh, he shouldn't really play an Arsenal shirt again. Um, I don't want to sort of slander him too much, but, you, you know, just he just looks off the pace, uh, looks really slow. Um, and to be honest, the the partnership we're holding um, just didn't work really, did it? Even against, you know, with all due respect to Orlando City, a lesser side um, and, and, I think there was one just before the goal where Ramsdale made a good save, but you know the the, the two centre backs shouldn't be getting split apart like that, um, especially against you know Orlando. Um, you mentioned Maitland Niles there. You wouldn't know that he's a player that's sort of looking to nail down, whether at Arsenal or elsewhere, a first team spot because you know I, I do like Maitland Niles, but sometimes he just looks you know not bothered and. I think sometimes you'd like to see a bit more sort of passion and energy from him. And, you know, I think the same with Pepe. Yeah, I've defended Pepe for sort of the first couple of seasons. He had, not last season, the season before, I thought he had a, a, a decent season. I think he hit 20 goal contributions in all, in all uh, competitions. And then, so, you know, last season um, struggled to really nail down a spot, even though he'd, he'd been given chances. And then last night, again, um, you know, he, he just, he didn't look, the part and you mentioned the first half and all the changes um i don't think it's anything to be too worried about like you say is a lot of those players you know won't be there well hopefully won't be there come the start of the season um but just disappointing really because the likes of Ainsley Maitland Niles you know we put a lot of faith in him after you know keeping him when there was interest from wolves and now you look back and and what was it 15 20 million they were offering i mean for me, I'd, I'd snap their hand off to to get a figure around that fee now. I think we're looking at less than half. I'd be surprised if we got sort of, you know, seven, eight million for him because he, he struggled at Roma. Uh, he looks like he's struggling this pre-season and, and you know, it, it's probably poor business in the end from from Arsenal. But, you know, you mentioned it was a bit of a worry. Um, I, I, you mentioned the changes. I'd say I'm, I'm not too worried because when we did bring on the firepower in the second half, you know, we looked a completely different side. And I think one of the main catalysts for that was you know, Gabriel Jesus, I keep mentioning it, but uh, just so excited to see him in an actual competitive game. And, you know, I, I think he'll have a really good season with us. No, I thought, yeah, I agree. I thought Gabriel Jesus, uh, when he came on, he was basically the catalyst. I thought he worked well alongside Eddie and Katie, uh, and he caused the Orlando City backline uh, a number of problems. And, yeah, I agree. I think once the season starts, I just can't wait for him to fire. 
a competitive goal um, for Arsenal. But Chris, I'm going to come to another player who has done well since preseason has started, um, William Saliba. Again, Mikata in his post-match press conference was complimentary of the defender. He was asked about his contract situation. Um, Mikel Arteta, as always, doesn't give much away when it comes to contracts or transfers. He was quite coy on that. But how impressed have you been with William Saliba? He seems a lot more focused, determined, and he seems to be a player who just wants to prove a point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Saliba, I mean, he looks like a player that has been out on loan for the last two, three um, seasons. I mean, physically much improved, um, you know, and as a, I'm sure as a person and as a player on and off the pitch, you know, he's he's grown, he's 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 become better, stronger. Um, you know, obviously you got to remember he joined Arsenal, what was it, uh, an 18, 19-year-old um Obviously, a lot of pressure on his shoulders, along with all of the, you know, all of the speculation surrounding his future, his long-term future at the club. Obviously, you know, we went out on a few loans and there was a lot of uncertainty over his name and whether or not he was going to make it at Arsenal. Um, and I think he's had to, to deal with a lot of things personally. So it's, it's not been easy. But, I mean, as Mikel Arteta said the other day, you know, it's a fresh... Um, start for everyone, you know, this this preseason, um, whether it's players that have, have, have been, already been at the club last season or, or, or previous or they're, they're coming back from loans, injuries, it's a fresh start for everyone. And, um, you know, William Saliba is very much included in that. And I hope he sees it as a, a fresh start as well, because, you know, I'm sure in the back of his mind, he... he has been left a little bit frustrated by how things played out since his arrival. But then I'm sure on the on the flip side, he, he understands it because he's young. He's had to deal with a lot of things. You know, I, I think he's even said in interviews that he, he appreciates the fact that, you know, he, he can't just sort of all of a sudden come in as a youngster and, and play first-team football at Arsenal straight away. Mikel Arteta was very keen to ease him in, take the right path and... It was questioned at the time. I think probably me, I was a little bit guilty of showing some disappointment at Saliba going out to Marseille on, on loan. Um, but that's just because, you know, you, you could already see that he had so much talent, so much potential, so much to offer. But, you know, looking at the bigger picture now, um, in hindsight, is a wonderful thing, isn't it? But, you know, um, you'd say that the loan last season was the right call because he's come back and he just looks like, like a totally different player. Like I say, in terms of the quality, the 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 mentality, just the, the strength and and um you, like I say, you can just tell that the, the loan he was on, especially last I think all of them have been relatively successful, but especially last season, you know, one young player of the year in France and put in, put on some amazing performances, won the man of the match several times, player of the month several times. So we have got absolutely no doubt about it, a top, top player on our hands who has the potential to become world-class. And that's been said several, many, you know, several times before um, by, by those who, who know him well and watch him uh, often. So really encouraging start, obviously, to his pre-season. You, you, you just want him uh, or the club to come out and say outright that he's staying, you know, he's committed to the club. He's, you know, he'll, he'll play a regular par next season because there is still that, Part that that worries me that a club could come in for him, offer a good sum, and you know all of a sudden the club are sort of turning their heads a little bit. But 
you know, if obviously pre-season's anything to go by, he's he's happy to be back. He's focused. He's working hard, and obviously, the the performances are paying off as well, as well as obviously what Arteta said, which is encouraging on its own. So hopefully, he can keep it up. And I mean, I th- we were chatting the other day, weren't we, boys? That if he keeps performing well in pre-season, maybe gets a bit more consistency in game time than Ben White, then who knows? He could be starting alongside Gabriel against Palace. No, yeah, we spoke about it yesterday. Um, the way William Saliba's performing right now, and obviously Ben White has those little niggles. He's just playing into a bit of form. So the season's just a few weeks away. So William Saliba's, he, there could be a potential chance that he starts that game. But Alfie, before we touch onto a few questions, away from playing matters, um, Stan Kroenke was pictured at the game as well, um, alongside, I think, Josh um, Edu. Um, I just want to just ask a question outright. The transfer windows in the past few seasons, money has been spent. Arsenal have spent money. They have bought signings. They have improved the squad. In your opinion, directly to you, has your perception changed on Stan? Yeah, I think, you know, he's been involved with the club, I believe, since 2007. Um, But I think he sort of took majority in 2018 after Wenger left, which... Um, maybe says something um, about I don't know, the power that, that Arsene Wenger had in the club for a manager. Um, and, you know, we, we, we mentioned the investment and or lack of investment, you know, prior to then. Um, but the last two years, I, I don't think we can fault them. You know, even I know they come in at the last minute and they paid for the party deal, um, which obviously has turned out to be one of the probably one of the best transfers, you know, since they sort of Took, took over uh, majority in 2018. So, yeah, I, I think I like that, that Josh Kroenke has sort of taken more of an involvement than, than Stan. And we see him at a few more games now because, you know, I, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. But you, you do like to see the chairman, you know, actually showing an interest in the club and not just being there as the business side of things. Um, and just to see him, I mean, he was holding the Orlando City shirt in the photo I saw, um, which... Whether, whether he was meant to, whether he just picked up the wrong one. Um, it, it was just good to see him at, at the games because, like you say, you, you know, you look at um, at Leicester and, and you know, the, the, they've probably got the ideal chairman. Um, obviously, Vinay, uh, after, you know, the, the sad occurrence with him, um, his son took over and, you know, you look at him, uh, the celebrations when, you know, they won the FA Cup, stuff like that. You know, you'd love to see that at the club. It's sort of the ideal chairman. So, you know, to see them getting more involved um, and and even, you know, I, I remember just a video of him dancing. I think it was at, at the Adele night of Josh Kroenke, and you know, just to see like they are human, that they're they're actually getting involved in stuff around London and probably caring a bit more. Um, I think it it just shows a lot more to the fans because, you know, we, we like to see them get involved and 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 yeah. So my perception has changed of them over sort of the last couple of years and. Now, if we're going to be start, starting to fully invest in the squad and, you know, not just invest in, you know, they're the, the spending the money smartly. It's not like we're, we're overpaying for players. We're, we're doing, you know, as we mentioned earlier, pretty bargains in, in today's market. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the business, especially over the last couple of seasons and, and long may that continue. Got a question here, Chris, on screen from Lithet. Why doesn't Arsenal sign N'Golo Kante from Chelsea? <laughs> I mean, um, obviously, uh, yeah, there has been that link there um, in the media, but I, I think 
I think it, it's just not one that Arsenal are, are that genuinely interested in because, you know, all of the the speculation and um, concrete spe- speculation has is, is been surrounding, obviously, Yuri Tielemans, as we've spoken about, Lucas Paqueta of Leon, of course, another name that that uh, is appreciated, especially by Edu. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Kante... I don't. I don't think he's involved with Chelsea at the minute. Is he pre-season in America? Yeah, um, vaccination issue, so he's not been able. Yeah. To so I mean, you know, obviously he's not really getting a, a great pre-season, or a, you know, at least a, a, an ideal preparation for it. And I just think, you know, in terms of you, you look at the Arsenal tra- transfer strategy and the, the change of of approach over the last couple of windows, we're not sort of targeting players in that age bracket and. Um, I would like to hope that Arsenal have learnt their lesson. Um, from uh, I can see Alfie smirking now. I'm sure he's probably thinking of Willian. Um, I'm sure everyone yeah, thinks of the, the Willian deal in particular. Um, and, uh, of course, David Luiz as well. I mean, that was probably the better <laughs> of, of the two, um, if you can say that. But um, really... As a whole, neither move really worked out, did it? Um, certainly not the, the the most recent one. So, um, I'm I'm hopefully yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm hoping that Arsenal have got past that period now of of going to Chelsea and getting their cast offs really because um, we 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 can, we can do better than that. And as the last two transfer windows, or sorry, the last two summer transfer windows have, have shown, we we have done better than that. And um, you know, the the change in in the strategy and approach in the transfer market has improved significantly. We're looking at younger players who possess a lot of potential. Um, you know, and and as well as the quality that they bring on the pitch, it's about the quality that they bring off it as well. That the personalities, the characters, you know, there's um. There's uh, an improved atmosphere uh, and, and sense of togetherness within this group now. So, um, you know, as much as I do like Kante as, a, as a, a player and a person, actually, he's down to earth, isn't he? And, you know, he's always smiling. Um, you know, it reminds me of, of of Santi, you know, when he was at the club, he, you know, always, whether it was in training on the pitch, he was always smiling, giving off good vibes and, Kante is, is is similar to that, but you know I think now he's getting to that stage where his his maybe his his, his levels are, are dipping a little bit, and um, no disrespect to him, I think you know in terms of that position we can do we can do a lot better, um, and bring in someone that can contribute, you know, to, to Arsenal's future as well, not just you know the next sort of year. No, I tend to agree. Um, there's a question here for Alfie from Graham. What are your opinions on Reese Nelson? Of course, he scored last night. Do you think he could become a backup potentially to Bukayo Saka? Or would you look to move him on to find other transfers? I think this is another one that we, we've spoke about quite quite often uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, he's... I think I, th- I, think I said previously before um, about... Uh, you know, when when a player comes through Hale End, you sort of have that attachment to them, and you want them to do well. Um, and with Reese Nelson, he, he does feel well. He has been around for years because obviously he come into the first team at, at such a young age, um, and and by now you'd probably have expected him to have made a mark. But you know, he, he went on loan to Feyenoord and struggled at first, um, but had had a fantastic end to the season. He looks like he he's come back refreshed, improved. And yeah, he has impressed me in pre-season. Um, and the thing is, 
I think he's a, he's a good player, but you look at Bakayo Saka and he's one of the best in his position in the league. Whereas Reese Nelson, I, I mean, would he be good enough to fill in that slot when Bakayo Saka isn't there? Um, that's sort of where I think I've, I've got to sort of take a step back and, and look at him and, and sort of forget that he come through the academy and think, you know, is he good enough to take that step up? Because the, there's one thing playing in the Eredivisie and then, you know, playing Premier League football, um, I think it, it's, a, it's a struggle. So you can tell that he's obviously a, a talented player. Um, and I guess with, with Europa League football, there's the opportunity for him to, to get football there. The League Cup, if we get a, sort of a favourable run in as we did last year. Um, again, more opportunities for him there. Um, but I, I think we'll see how, if, if he plays against Chelsea, see how he fares against sort of a, a proper Premier League opposition. Um, because I think we've got to start being a bit more ruthless if we actually want to, to compete at the top. And, you know, with the links to, you know, Rafinha in that position before, um, you know, I know there's probably nothing in them, but, you know, Nabry, Sane, they're all players that, you know, would take us to the next level and, you know, would, would provide brilliant depth in that front three. Can I say the same about Reese Nelson? Probably not. So I think it, it's probably one where, you know, we, if we want to compete, we, we need to look at getting a, a suitable backup. Speaking of ruthless, we have one more one more question. Uh, Matthew for Chris. If we get no fee for Nicolas Pepe, should we just keep him for the season as there are plenty of games ahead and the five subs rule? Not not many people have spoken about this five subs rule and Mikel Arteta spoke about in his post-match press conference that it's going to be a big, big factor for the forthcoming season and you will need a good squad. You will need good depth of players. So, Say if we can't get a good fee for Pepe, saying that we just spent seventy-two million pounds on him, and if teams want to buy him, say on loan, do you think we'd rather just keep him for the um, upcoming season? Personally, I, even if it was a loan deal, I know you, you, you mentioned the seventy-two million pound price tag there, Omar. You compare it to that, um, and you know, a few years down the line, we're talking about a loan deal for him. I, I appreciate it's it's nowhere near ideal, but. I think we have to do that if that opportunity arises because we're talking about someone who could become, I'm not saying he is, but could become a little bit disgruntled at the lack of game time. He's already unhappy with it as it is. Uh, hence why he's, you know, looking um, to, to move on. And when he does play, I mean, Alfie touched on it earlier, he's, he's had the opportunities but he's still not delivering. And I just think, you know, it's got to the point now, like how many opportunities do you need in order to prove a point, send a message to the manager, remind the fans of the class and the talent you have. He just hasn't produced many of those moments and he can go missing. Um, he can be inconsistent. One minute he's run rings around defenders and pulling off a, a cracking shot from, from the right, cutting in on his left foot, bending it into the top corner. You know, and then the next, he's he's just so quiet. He can't beat his man. He can be sloppy, heavy touches. Yeah, you know, I just it's frustrating, and I I think I'm not. I'm sure I'm not the only one when I sit here and say I just don't know if I can take much more of it. If I'm being completely honest with you, because the lack of inconsistency, um, or sorry, the lack of consistency in his game could cause us serious issues for us next season. You know, when we need a player to come on, pro provide a big moment, or we need him to start a match and, and and do the job of what Saka would do or Martinelli. 
I just can't see him producing those moments. And for me, that's a big concern. So I don't care if it's 25, 30 million pounds or even a loan for the season. I think he needs to, to, to move elsewhere, you know, find his confidence once again, get regular game time and just go out and find a club that, you know, plays to his strengths. Because for some reason, I'm not sure what it is. I'm, I'm sure maybe the the, the, you know, the lack of regular game time, the, the consistency has played its part. You know, you've got Bakayo Saka, who's just levels above. Emil Smith-Rowe's obviously performed well when he's played out on the left. The same as Martinelli, he just offers so much more consistency and energy. Of course, that will, will has hold, held his sort of his, uh, his consistency back and the, the game time back. But even when he has been given the chances, which he has done, he just hasn't lived up to the to the expectations. So, look, I, I'm sorry. I know it's not ideal. Um, and the club, I'm sure, will be sitting there thinking, look, blimey, how has it got to this? But uh, I think, you know, we need someone new to come in on that right-hand side, in particular, Umar, someone fresh, someone who will provide, you know, more consistency um, and something a little bit different, someone we can rely on when Bakao Saka isn't in the team. Um, will need to rest. And, and yeah, I think no matter what sort of form it's in, uh, what capacity it is, Pepe needs to needs a new, uh, needs new scen- scenery around him, I think. No, I think I tend to agree. He seems like a really likeable player uh, in the dressing room. And unfortunately, it's not worked out the way we had hoped, but this happens in football. So I think it'll be best to just cut our losses um, because, it- yeah... Sorry, Mark, I was just going to say it's a shame because yeah. there's there's a player in there. There's a top, yeah, top player in there and we've seen it in patches. You know, like I said, that's one of the frustrations about it because he can be, you know, hot one minute, cold the next. And, you know, when he first arrived, it was looking bright. He was, you know, taking on his man, beating them with confidence, just proving a real handful for the opposition. We know he likes to cut in on his left foot and he can unleash, you know, a really good shot. We, I remember, it, when we, I think it was in the Europa League a couple of seasons back, he scored two consecutive free kicks in the, in the same game. You know, he's got that great technical ability about him. But, you know, the, the lack of game time, it's just seen his confidence just drop like that, just, uh, just um, plummet down. So I think, you know, it's got to the point now where, a move is is best for all parties involved, and 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 yeah, hopefully that can be resolved in the coming days and weeks, and that will then allow us, like I say, to bring in someone fresh, um, someone a little bit different to to help us going forward. No, I tend to agree, um, but that's the end of the show. Um, I'd just like to thank my guests, um, Alfie. Thank you for jumping on, mate. No, thank you both for having me on, and thank you everyone for for tuning in and and for all the the questions and comments. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you. Chris, likewise, thank you for jumping on, mate. Cheers, Umar. Thanks, Alfie, too, of course. And um, appreciate everyone getting involved and watching this morning. And I hope everyone has a great day. Yeah, like uh, Chris said, thank you for everyone jumping in, um, commenting, liking. Um, Yeah, we've got the Mikel Arteta press conference on the channel. So if you want to go and watch that, um, we'll have other content along the week. So, yeah, just keep liking, following and keep warning us down the Arsenal way.